Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level 2. Quickest on any bits in sports talk radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The Prince, the players, the hustlers, the people above them, and everybody else in between. Overtime, overtime, overtime. The Minnesota Timberwolves extend the series. That's uh, actually a surprise. A lot of times in the NBA, teams just sort of tap out and don't, you know, think, all right, do we really want to fly back to Denver <laughs> to lose in Denver? But uh, Minnesota have some fight in them. Minnesota have some fight, although they're going to lose in Denver uh, the next game. But a ton of overtime games um, in the National Hockey League. The Oilers uh, beat the Los Angeles Kings 5-4. In overtime. So we we posted. We've been killing it. If you follow us on Twitter, we've been giving a lot of winners. We were on the Stars. We were on the Under um, tonight, which was good. Uh, we gave the, the LA, uh, LA Edmonton game. We thought would be a lower scoring game. My bad. I lost with the total. But we won with the Kings. We win with the Kings. Um, we win. Leon Dreisaitl over shots on goal. And we win with um, Evander Kane over shots on goal. That last goal that Evander Kane scored, his shot prop was two and a half. And um, he was at two. I'd sort of given up on it because he got hurt. If we were watching the game, he got hurt with like seven, eight minutes left or something. And he was at the end of the bench. And he was in like some serious pain. I was like, well, I think five minutes left. I was like, well, that's the end of Kane. <laughs> I was like, that's the end of Evander Kane for the night. And um, then, boom, he's on the ice, and he scores. And I'm like, none of these score. I had the Oilers. And it's one of those deals, too. I've done this a couple of times. I did it today um, with the Bruins. I have, a, I, I, Dude, I've got $1,000 on the Bruins already to win a minus one and a half, the, the series. They're up three games to one right now. But I bet a lot on the Bruins today. Like I've sort of like I've done I've done this quite a bit in the playoffs and it's worked out more often than not. I'm just sort of going to accept that. Listen, you've got to accept when it doesn't win, <laughs> right? But like I had uh, I had like a five hundred dollar play on the Bruins. Then I put like two fifty on that same game parlay I posted. Brad Marchant over two and a half shots on goal Bruins to win. I gave that same game parlay on the TV show the other night. What was it? Um, I guess it would have been Friday. Yeah, on Friday's uh, show. Although we had a technical, we had some technical difficulties on the TV show on Friday. But anyways, I gave I gave a same game parlay, and it was basically it was the uh, it was the other night Boston Bruins to win, and uh, Marshawn over two and a half shots on goal, and I said hammer the over two and a half shots on goal separately as well, and it won. And today, I was like, you know what? It's the same thing. Like, they made it two and a half again, and I think the Bruins are going to win again, so why not just do it again? Now, we should know. He only had three shots on goal, but still counts. <laughs> it was two and a half. It was plus 155. And like I said, so we put 250 on a, on We put 250 bucks on a plus 155. Then we put, like, 500 on the Bruins separately. 
But then I forgot about like one of my plays and I got crazy. I put another nickel on it. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Branzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Overtimes, runs, collapses, comebacks, epic, um, epic celebrations. We've we've got it all. Sunday Bloody Sunday, Series XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. I am Gable Morenci. A lot of stuff to get to. We haven't even gotten to like the, the New York Nick and the Cleveland Cavaliers series uh, too much. Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. Everybody's getting hurt in that series. Uh, but I tell you what, the Milwaukee Bucks better hope the Giannis uh, gets back on the court sooner rather than later. Otherwise, they're not going to be playing basketball uh, for very long. The Philadelphia 76ers handled uh, their uh, business. Meanwhile, the Boston Bruins and the Florida Panthers went at it late in the game. And uh, Kachuk, listen, there's a million of these. Every Kachuk is pretty annoying, but the dude on the Florida Panthers is like the super annoying one. And he's cross-checking people. He's going at people. And and Linus Allmark, the, the goalie of the Boston Bruins, had enough and kind of slashed him and got into it. And then Kachuk got, like, smoked by two Boston Bruins, right? You mess with the goalie, you're going to pay the price. So he gets taken down, and he's, like, and he's getting MMA-styled and stuff. Like, he's on his knees, and they're trying to put him in, like, headlocks and, like, choke him out. And, like, they're doing all kinds of stuff to him on the ice. But he's a persistent son of a bitch, this dude. So he fights through, and he gets up, and he goes right for the goalie. And Allmark, and most goalies aren't going to fight, right? Most goalies are like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, they'll they'll run their mouth and stuff, but it never comes to they're going to fight a forward. Goalies will fight other goalies, but it's rare, it's very rare that you see a goalie fight a forward. You know, thinking back, when, when has it happened? Chris Chelios and Ron Hextall, and man, that was like 30 years ago, 35 years ago. And that was epic. <laughs> I don't know why it feels like it was just yesterday that. That was epic. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Ron Hextall attacks Chris Chelios. Ron Hextall, the goalie of the Philadelphia Flyers at the time. The Canadians and the Flyers basically were having brawls like before the game started even. And uh, Chris Chelios was in the corner and the goalie just like attacked the player. Like he skated in the corner and started attacking somebody. Great time. The Big E, Eric Cohen, steps up and in. We kick it old school. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Set your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe over at Series XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's kick it old school. A former colleague and partner in crime of ours on the late night anger management class, Series XM Channel 98 uh, days. 
now throwing it down. TSN Edge. Let's do this thing. The Big E, Eric Cohen. Cohen, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us tonight. How you doing? Oh, great, especially after that Leafs game three. Gabe, how you doing, buddy? Took yeah, a lot I, I out gotta, of me. <laughs> yeah, I got to imagine you feel a lot better after winning game three than losing game three. And there's something about the Toronto Maple Leafs that, of course, you know, famously have not won a playoff series since 2004. It seems like they always, they're always under pressure, Cohen, right? It seems like every game is always a must-win situation for them, for the most part, during their playoff failures. I thought it was massive to get ahead of the stick, so to speak, like a football team, right? We, they're ahead of the chains as opposed to, well, okay, it's it's 2-1, but we're still okay if we win the next game. No, they took it. They grabbed it. Now they put the pressure on Tampa. Yeah, you're right, Gabe. Things are never easy for them. They remind me of my own life myself, but uh, <laughs> things are never easy for the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's for sure. I mean, you know, you, you look at game two and you look at the domination and you wonder uh, – you know, why can't you see this more consistently? You know, they, they have the ability, they have the talent, they've got all the pieces there. And then they, you know, they, they come out and they play, a, you know, a garbage game one. They they were, you know, thoroughly outplayed in game three. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they just couldn't sustain any pressure. You got a very average Vasilevsky in that, and you're not taking advantage of it. Finally, the just a huge clutch goal by O'Reilly, a great play by Nylander to get the puck on net. Because I found that most of the game, the Leafs were just basically dumping it into the zone and and hoping to retrieve the puck. And they just never were. They weren't winning any battles. So, you know, that tying goal was incredible. And obviously, you got to love the hatred going on right now after the game between Cooper and Keith. And such, uh, they, they look at this series so differently. Both both coaches feel like their teams are victims. And it's just very funny to see the different perspectives you're getting from both head coaches. I, I, I love it. I love the hate. I love the animosity. I love... You know, I don't love uh, Matthews fighting, but, you know, hey, Stamkos wants to go and do what he did and obviously uh, Keith has a problem with it. But, you know, uh, Cooper's got a problem with officiating. Keith's got a problem with officiating. Makes for a lot of drama and, uh, and, and a fun series, that's for sure. There's Jeff. There's genuinely a disdain and a dislike between a lot of the, the, the staff, the coaches, the organizations yeah. at this point right now. But it's about time the Toronto start fighting back. That's what they're going to have to do. Because that's mm -hmm. what makes Tampa so difficult, Cohen. You know, during their, you know, this run that they've been on over the years, is that they're they're so skilled. We know how good they are in the power play, but they're pretty physical too, and they're actually a pretty big team. But I do find it comical and kind of pathetic, similar to the Golden State Warriors that just cry and complain yeah. all the time. The Tampa Bay Lightning, dude, like they got some of the dirtiest players in the league. Like Kucherov is like a, the guy's a scumbag. Like he's the king of the slew foot. He's the king yep. of the spear in the jab and the jab uh, to the gut in in the corner with his stick. But you know that's playoff hockey. They know how to do it. But it's funny that they they're crying about it. But clearly, Cohen, we've been around long enough to know that both Keith and both Cooper are just trying to play to the league. They're they, that's the audience, right? They're playing yeah. to the league. They're playing to the officials into the next game. Oh, it's it's incredible. And you know what? Cooper's so good at it. Uh, I, I, I do give John Cooper so much credit. He always knows what to say, right? He comes to Toronto. He pumps the Leafs' tires about how good they are and how much skill they have and, you know, how, how tough they are to beat. But then, you know, he's, he's found a way to beat them last year in the playoffs. He was up game one. And he always just says the right thing to, to, to put his team in the right position. But I think Keith is sick of it, right? That's why you're hearing him say, you know, instead of, instead of calling out – you know, Tampa for being, as you say, scumbags, because, you know, you mentioned Kucherov, but I mean, like, listen, Corey Perry's a scumbag. Patrick Maroon's a scumbag. That's who these guys are. That's how they play. Uh, and instead of instead of doing that, you know, you see Keith say, oh, you got to give these guys so much credit to the champions for a reason. They know how to manipulate the referees. They know how to manipulate the league. Like, he's basically calling them names by giving them praise. And that's that's what I love, because I think he's got that from John Cooper. That's how Cooper talks. So good for Keith for going right back at it. As you said, the Leafs got to fight back. They can't sit there and let Tampa Bay dictate all this nonsense. You know, Cooper calls it the fastest whistle ever on the no goal of the fourth goal. They got a lucky goal on their second goal, but he'll never admit when they get anything handed to them. It's always we're so hard done by. So, you know what? The Leafs got to play that game too, and it's it's made for a really entertaining series. You know, uh, Eric Cohen kicking it with us. I am Gable Moranzi. Coach Lalonde of the, um, the Detroit Red Wings is on yeah. one of the panels yeah. uh, during the NHL playoffs. And he was he was a longtime Tampa assistant, actually. Right. And I thought it was interesting something that he said after 
after the um, after the Maple Leafs game, in which he said, you know, they didn't really play that well. And he said, they probably didn't deserve to win this game. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but I'll tell you what, when I was on Tampa and we won Cups, he goes, you know how many games we didn't deserve to win that we won? <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. He goes, you know how many games we won that we didn't deserve to win? And he goes, it's actually the sign of a good team. Yeah. And I was thinking the same thing. The question is now, is this the turning point? Because as you stated, like you see the way that the Toronto Maple Leafs play in game two. It's like, wow, that's, that's dominant. You could beat mm-hmm. anybody in the National Hockey League if you play like this. But they don't play like that all no. the time. And you figure, you know, I guess what I'm getting at, you figure they would get tired of losing in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Or just yeah. say, you know what? We liked that last night when we beat them 7-2. Let's do it again. Right? right. And they didn't have that. Let's be real, Colin. It looked like I tweeted during the game in the third period. I was like, they're playing like it's a regular season game. I didn't see that intensity. They were skating in circles, Cole. Like you said, they would either try to one – someone would try to play hero and beat five guys at the line, or they would dump it in and not even try to get it. Like, they would like to be no real effort to try to get the puck after and crash and cause havoc. And I you know it was about six minutes left, four minutes left. I was like, man, there's no urgency at all. And then suddenly, boom, they score. But, you know, that's it. That's That's the thing. You got to be good to be lucky, lucky to be good and all that, but they have to do it again tomorrow. Yeah, you know what? Keith acknowledged your point, Gabe, that they they this was the kind of game that they would normally lose. They, they never, I mean, you think back to the games they've won in the last five, six years with this core. They never win games when they're outplayed. They never have a goalie steal a game. They never win a game they don't deserve to win. That is what Cam- Dallas Cowboys like, like Dak Prescott. He doesn't win yeah. games that he's he's not supposed to. That's, that's right. a good way of putting it. It's like the Leafs don't win games that they're not supposed to on the road. They did yesterday, finally. That's right. They were outplayed yesterday. They didn't play a good game. The second period, they were on their heels. Um, they, I didn't love their strategy of this thing. With all that skill, just dumping it into the left corner. And as you say, they never retrieve the pucks. And then finally, they get that nice play that Nylander makes. And O'Reilly shows you why he was a guy that they coveted to the deadline. And, um, you know, they're outplayed in overtime. And it's nice to see Samsonov steal a game. Uh, it's nice to see Vasilevsky been average pretty much this entire series. Hopefully that continues from a lead perspective. But you're right. They got to put their foot on the throat and and go and win game four. You can't go in there and say, well, you know what? We already won a game here. Well, you know, we have home ice advantage back. You got to show some killer instinct. You got to win that game four. Do something this team has not done with this core and just find a way to go. And Because they're a better team. I mean, like, you know, listen, point is beat up. Uh, you know, he was lucky to even return after the hit that Riley gave him. Uh, you know, obviously, Hedman's not 100%. Chernick's out. Like, Toronto's healthy, and Tampa Bay is wounded. Toronto has to seize this opportunity, go up 3-1, to one and end this series quick. Because you don't want to pay a seven-game grueling series with these guys and then expect to beat Boston if you win that game seven. Just make this thing end quicker and get yourself ready for what's probably going to be a really tough Boston Bruins team in the second round. The biggie, Eric Cohen, kicking with us. It's amazing the roller coaster that it's been as far as these series prices are concerned. Oh, yeah. Now the Toronto Maple Leafs are like minus uh, 360 to win this series. But, you know, when when you're a team like the Maple Leafs or any team, sort of like the Buffalo Bills, Cohen, it's like, okay, even if they're up 3-1, they were up 3-1 a couple of years ago on the Canadians, right? So, like, they've been in every possible position and haven't gotten it done. Find that killer instinct. But I got to tell you what, man. And we'll hit this on the other side. Mitch Marner, this guy is unbelievable. John Tavares, you know, it's funny. And what John Tavares has, like, his best game and then his worst game. <laughs> but they end up winning the game. That's why hockey hockey can be weird. More with the big ear coming on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Moranzi. We'll throw it down to the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 6 AM, Channel 159. Kicking it with the big E, Eric Cohen, TSN, Edge, the real Eric Cohen. Uh, throwing it down with us. So, uh, Cohen, looking at uh, Monday's NHL uh, slate, New Jersey Devils got back in their series against the New York Rangers. Devils are plus 125 uh, on the road at the world's most famous arena. The Toronto Maple Leafs, minus 115. Uh, in Tampa, looking for back-to-back wins and just a wild, crazy game. Very similar to the Toronto game in which Winnipeg scored with just seconds remaining against the Vegas Golden Knights, but then Winnipeg ended up losing uh, in overtime. Vegas are minus 118. The total is 5.5 in that game. Total 6.5 in the Leaf game, 5.5 in the Devil game, and the Colorado Avalanche and the Seattle Kraken round things out on Monday night. The Colorado Avalanche are minus 152 favorites over the Kraken. The total is 6.5. What do you think about Monday slate, Cohen? Let's start off. Um, let's start off at Madison Square Garden. Devils Rangers. What do you think about Monday's game? Yeah, I think that the Rangers probably win this game. I, I was, I, you know, listen. Give New Jersey credit. Uh, they were down in Game Three, found a way to get a big power play goal and a uh, nice play by Dougie Hamilton in overtime. But I think the Rangers are just a better team, more experienced. Obviously, you got a, a world class goalie for New York and a, you know, a kid who's trying to hold down the fort in Jersey who played well in his playoff debut in game three, but you can't expect that. I think the Rangers win this game. And uh, I certainly like the Rangers as an underdog in this series going into it. So you got to like being up two to one, even though uh, I, I did think New York was going to go up three, nothing. So give Jersey credit after getting beat five, one in back-to-back games on their home ice to, to come out with that kind of effort that they did in game three. Cohen mentioned Dougie Hamilton of the New Jersey Devils. So the Toronto Maple Leafs, Morgan, uh, Morgan Riley and New Jersey Devil Dougie Hamilton, first pair of defensemen to score postseason overtime goals on the same day mm-hmm. since April the 10th, 1985. Mark Howe and Lee, uh, Lee Foglin. So we're going back. We're going back a ways. Uh, and I tell you what, you mentioned Ryan, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Big-time player. They don't win that game without him. But another player that's been playing great for the Toronto Maple Leafs is uh, Mitch Marner. He just sort of gets it a little bit more than Matthews does as far as playing at both ends. Just little things, Cohen. There was a play yesterday with like five, six minutes left in the game. It was going to be offside, and he didn't He didn't let it be offside. He went mm-hmm. for the puck. He, he aggressively pursued the Tampa Bay Lightning and ended up coughing it up instead of getting the offside and, and the faceoff. The Leafs ended up getting the puck back. Those are just like little things that it takes to win hockey games. You know, he's just greatly improved his game, Mitch Marner. What's your take on this game? Actually, what's your take on Marner? What's your take? What's your pick going to be for game four here, Leafs and Lightning? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the biggest issue with Marner, sometimes he tries to do too much. I found that in game uh, one, he had some careless passes uh, that result that were just bad turnovers. And they're not lazy plays. They're just him trying to do a little bit too much and, be that magician that, that for whatever reason it always works for him in the regular season and then you know you've seen in the playoffs it hasn't always worked the game changed a bit but yeah you know what the yep his hockey iq is is so high a very smart player very dynamic he does things that most other players don't even imagine to do so it's hard to criticize him and i think he's been good in this series you're right matthews hasn't dominated the way that um you'd like to see tampa bay obviously puts their best defensive forwards out there. Uh, you know, Sorelli's always out there when uh, Matthews is there. But you know what? Listen, I give Keith credit because he, you know, we saw yesterday uh, in, in game three, uh, they put Matthew Nyes with Marner and Matthews a few times. They really, they, they put those lines in a blunder. And really without bunting, uh, you've had to do that a little bit. And, and they've had to be a little more creative with what they're playing with Matthews and Marner. And 
it has worked out. So, you know, give Keith credit for that. It'll be interesting to see what happens in game five when, once Bunting is back. But the Leafs will play one more game without him in game four. Uh, I'm, I, it's not going to be a game that I bet, to be honest with you. Um, I have Toronto. I took Toronto plus 126 after game one when they lost game one because I felt they could still win the series. And so I'm in a good spot there. You mentioned what the series price is now. So for me, I'm just going to watch it as a fan, hope the Leafs take care of business. But if they don't, all of a sudden, you got a best of three and, and and you start worrying a little bit like you did last year when Tampa really dominated game four. Last year, game four was on Mother's Day. I remember uh, watching it at a bar and, you know, all the mothers were all like, you know, celebrating and all, like, you know, it's Mother's Day, oh, whatever. And I'm like, what's, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what do you think's wrong with you? At least are down three nothing six minutes into this game. Like, what do you think's wrong with me? Like, <laughs> so I'm, hoping if it's not, I'm hoping it's not a repeat of game four last year. So, it's well documented the team from Canada hasn't won a Stanley Cup since 1993 when a Montreal Canadiens did. And it's just like heartbreak city all the time. And, you know, you got thousands of fans outside these arenas. And we saw we saw that in Winnipeg. Great comeback, but they fall short. I get the feeling, listen, they're, they're home dogs. Right now, uh, Vegas is minus 118 to FanDuel, Winnipeg minus 102. The Jets really didn't play that well yesterday either, and then they ended up coming back. I'm expecting the Jets to play a better game. This is a really close series, but I will take the Jets on Monday night. Yeah, I worry about the Josh Morrissey injury. Uh, that's a big one for them. He's by far their best defenseman. Uh, you know, and you'd think that you'd have a bit more of an advantage if you're Winnipeg with um, Hellebuck against Brossois, but it hasn't played out that way. And uh, I don't know, Vegas to me... Seems to really have a lot of mojo. You look, I mean, Jack Eichel, obviously, this means a lot to him. Stone is red hot now, too. Yeah, and Stone, listen, Stone didn't play for months. Comes back. He didn't look great in game one, but games two and three looked really good. And, you know, Vegas has so much experience with Riley Smith and Marcia So, and uh, to me, Vegas is going to win that series. And, you know, you know, it's also weird because you, you see Winnipeg and you have that amazing whiteout and everything else. The fans are so passionate and they care. Winnipeg's home record in the playoffs since they moved back, there's atrocious. They're like the, the worst home playoff team. That's what I'm saying about this Canadian thing. There's something yeah. to it, man. Like, it's not just Gary Bettman's fault. I know it's coincidental. <laughs> like, you know, like, but there's something to it, God. I mean, there was like, since Bettman took, took over, right? No team from Canada's won a cop. And before yeah. that, they were winning the cops every year. True. But uh, there's something about the pressure or something. I don't know. He said, I think they're like two and tw they're, I think they're three and 12 in their last 15 whiteouts. Like, it's yeah, not they're terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> they, they, they showed a graphic during the game yesterday. Like I said, in the last decade, Winnipeg, it's not even close. Winnipeg has the worst home winning percentage in the playoffs by a wide margin. But think about uh, how cruel it is. Like, the entire yeah. city stops to watch the game and they just get the carpet pulled out like every yeah. time. It's uh, sort of like the Packers, right? It's like, the, you know, the last couple of decades of the Packers, all they care about in Green Bay is football. That's it. And yet, like, you know, how many how many home playoff games at Lambeau did Favre and Rodgers lose in their last, like, 10 years? A ton. A ton of them. There's a ton of 500 there. I upset a Lightning fan on Twitter yesterday in Florida because it was about the Vegas game. I just said, man, it's unbelievable. I said, for all these all these cities that don't even care about hockey, keep winning yeah. and breaking the hearts of cities yeah. that live for, right? Right. And I said, like, Tampa, Vegas. Uh, I was going I was going through the list. Some guys like, oh, we're, you know, three-time champions, blah, yeah. blah. People love hockey in Tampa. I said, listen, I'm not disputing it. The Lightning do have a rabid fan base. It's a great, great crowd, great electric atmosphere in there. But don't tell me that people in Florida care about winning a cup as, as much as people in Winnipeg or Toronto do. They don't, yeah. No, it's just not like, I get it. And it wasn't an insult. Like, I'm not insulting the, the hardcore fans. But it's just, there is a sense of irony uh, to it. Same with, like, you know, look at the Buffalo Bills. I mean, that city, you know, if you told people in Buffalo you'll win the Super Bowl, but, like, the next day the city will no longer exist and blow up, they'll take it. They're like, yeah, you know what, let's have a big party. And like, yeah, like, we had a good win. run. They were good. Yeah, let's yeah, like, whatever, Super Bowl. like, they'll do anything to win, and they just right. can't. Right? It's just that's that's the way life goes. So before we get you out of here, speaking of which, it's the NFL draft this week. What do you think the Bills are going to do? You think they stand pat? You think they move up? You know, a lot of people are talking, oh, they got B. John Robinson. I don't think they would take him, even if he was there, and I don't think he would be there. 
But there's some people who think the Bills are going to trade up for a wide receiver. There's no one really knows what the hell they're going to do. So I'll ask no, you I think for Bills. me, it's all about yeah, it's all about DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like if the, if the Bills can get that number two guy via a trade or via free agency, then I think you, they'd rather do that than move up in the draft because I, to me, it's like you know. What receivers going? You got? Are you going to draft that's going to have an impact immediately, like a Justin Jefferson? I just don't know if you have a guy like that available, right? That, um, you know, I agree. I, they I, need I, a DB if anything. If you want to be smart about it, they yeah. need another defensive back. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, you know, they had a they had to play a couple of rookies last year. They had some, you know, they had in, and, and you know, you expect obviously Tre'Davious White's going to be 100 percent now. Uh, but you're right; they could definitely use that. They do have some needs, and I think you know they were exposed last year late in the year and exposed certainly in the Cincinnati game that that the team was flawed and and not really where we thought they were so to me they got a bunch of needs so I can't really answer that with 100% certainty because because it's not like they just have one thing they need to do uh, I, I I personally would love to acquire Hopkins would you be on board for that yeah yeah you wouldn't have to give up super that much for it so I don't really know what the holdup is I would imagine yeah. that this is going to happen um, you know what? I'm tired of watching everyone else sign with the Chiefs because if the Bills don't, like, that's – we yeah. saw his video, right, in which he basically said, you know, like he had the logos up and they were playing a little game with it and stuff on TikTok, and it was the Chiefs and the Bills. Those are the two yeah. teams that he he approved and nodded uh, accordingly uh, that he wanted to play for. But, yes, I would. I think the Bills need to be super aggressive. I don't think the window's going to be open forever. I think that window's almost closing. Not closing, but they're just sort of, you know, another team right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's other teams that are very – dude, the Dolphins aren't playing around, Colin. Like, nope, what no, they're not. going to come together for them? Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, they can, they can obviously get, um, you know, two to stay healthy. And then, yeah, they, they got they got so many pieces Bring there. Bring Jalen Ramsey. Yep. You know what I mean, like, you, they're, they're going to be – and they're, they're just so aggressive, the Dolphins. And who knows what will happen with the Jets and the Jets, Rodgers. Yeah, the thing. Jets and Rodgers. I mean, it should be – They can have them if they want. But anyway. Well, I mean, <laughs> we the fact it hasn't happened yet is pretty crazy considering it was, you know, reported what seems like, you know, forever ago. But um, – I know, think it will. I think it will. Like, you know, we'll, we'll see. The, the, the draft is where stuff's going to get real. We'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson uh, as well. The biggie, Eric Cohn. Where can people follow you on Twitter, Cohn? As you say, Gabe, as I appreciate it, the real Eric Cohen, don't be fooled by imposters. And uh, there's no more blue check marks for anybody. So just uh, do your due diligence and make sure you're following the real people. <laughs> the Becky Eric Cohen. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's all set. They got the bug boy on. The bug boy. Yeah. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say?
This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Branson. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Thanks to the big E, Eric Cohen, for kicking it with us uh, tonight. Crazy night. Uh, Got to love the playoffs, all these games going on uh, right now. We're, I want to get to the NFL draft in a couple of minutes, too. We're going to hit the NFL draft starting uh, tomorrow. Rick Saratel. well, we've been hitting it a lot. But I think there's more bets. It's like a stock market, though, the NFL draft, right? It's like the crypto market and stuff, man. You know, it changes. It changes a lot. And people, you're you know, late to the party now. So now we have to start digging. Right? It's not about who the number one pick and this and that's going to be. We have to start finding some of the more exotic and think outside the box and just different, less glamorous props and stuff like that if we want to get a piece of it. We always crush the draft. We're in a pretty good position right now with Jackson Smith and the Jigba to be the number one wide receiver taken at minus 150. I got Bryce Young to be the number one pick at plus 250. Right, Most of my moves were, were ahead of the curve before everybody else decided to jump on with that. I still have Anthony Richardson to be the second pick at 16 to 1. I'm not sure he will be, but at 16 to 1, I only put a small play on that. But we'll get into this. The big word is Will Levis is going to be the the second pick now. It's funny. I've talked a lot about Will Levis over the last couple of years, and everybody was like, oh, he sucks. You're crazy. And I said, yeah, whatever. You'll see. He's going to get drafted very high in, in a National Football League draft. It might be a mistake. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not telling anyone he's going to be an NFL star, but I told you he's going to get drafted high. I think the Texans would be making a big mistake, though, if they took Will Levis second overall with the with this pick. That's my personal opinion. We'll get back to that. But we're just talking hockey right now. I want to get you the updated uh, series prices. And I just put a play in. I just put a play in. At some point, we got to uh, enjoy our spoils. But we just keep flipping things and rolling things over at plus money and futures and different looks and series prices. So what we did, let me get you caught up to date here with the uh, the hockey prices right now. And I'll tell you what I played. So the updated series price right now for the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins are up three games to one on the Florida Panthers. The Bruins are 50 to one to win the series. If you think the Florida Panthers are going to come back and win three straight games against one of the best teams in the history of the National Hockey League's regular season, then you'll get paid 16 to one. I'd want more than that personally. This is where, you know, they, they just, let's be real. They, they screw you with this stuff. If Boston's 50 to 1, then then Florida should be like 25 to 1, right? At least right? 16 to 1. Yeah, come on. What are the, the, the odds of the Florida Panthers beating the Bruins three games in a row? They, it's, they're not, it's, it would be higher than 16 to 1 in reality. But anyway, so the Bruins are 50 to 1. The LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers. They're tied at two. They're tied at two, but here are the Edmonton Oilers right now, minus 270 favorites. The LA Kings are plus 220. I think it's too high, personally. I mean, look, these games are all going overtime. They're all like, with the exception of what one of them wasn't, but these are all like super close games, man. So I think that price is too high. I do think Edmonton will win the series. But I think the price is a little high at that uh, at that number. The Minnesota Wild and the uh, the Dallas Stars—they're also tied at two right now. This this has been the Kings the Kings list. The Panthers and the Bruins have been pretty good. They're all been pretty good actually. If we're if we're reviewing them, look the Panthers and Bruins—you nearly had a goalie fight today. Uh, you fight Kachuk, so it's been pretty entertaining. Right, you know, what I mean, watching Florida compete and stuff—it's not the best series or anything, but it's had it's had an edge to it. The L.A. Kings Edmonton Oilers series is just crazy, off the hook, like you know, amazing stuff. The Minnesota Wild Dallas Stars is like lower scoring, but super intense. Great goaltending, great series, great series. Like, and if if you watch the Minnesota Dallas games, they're really good. And going back to Dallas, this game's going to be lit. Um, this game's going to be lit up on um, on Tuesday. So the Dallas Stars are minus one sixty. So for the record, I, on the Bruins, I'm already on the Bruins, but I think the Bruins are going to win. I'll share my parlay that I put in in a minute. But I think the Bruins are going to win. It's fifty to one. Um, I think they're going to win. They're going to win the series. They're up three games to one. Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. I think Edmonton will find a way. We'll see if this was their breakthrough moment, like if it was the Leafs' breakthrough moment. 
if they can string together a couple of wins uh, in a row. But, you know, the, the, the Edmonton and L.A., man, like, they, this is as close as it gets. I do think Edmonton will win the series. They're minus 270, L.A. are plus 220. I think the Dallas Stars are going to beat the Wild, but I think it's going seven games. Minnesota are plus 140. The Dallas Stars are minus 160 to win the series right now. The Carolina Hurricanes are up three games to one on the New York Islanders. They are 16 to one to win their their series. The Islanders are plus 950. The Devils and the um, the Rangers. The Rangers are minus 270. They're up two games to one. They're playing again at home. They're, the the I think the Rangers are fine. I think they're in a good spot still. Rangers are minus 270. New, um, the Devils are plus 220. The Seattle Kraken are in a lot of trouble. Seattle are about to get cracked. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche are up two games to one. Minus 650 to win the series. Kraken plus 475. The Toronto Maple Leafs. This is another interesting line here. Uh, with uh, with with the, with the Leafs, the Leafs are now minus three sixty. The Leafs are up two games to one, minus three sixty to win the series, and the Vegas Golden Knights are up two games to one. They're minus three forty to win the series, and one of the Winnipeg Jets' best players and you know, best defenseman, one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League, Josh Morrissey, will be out for the remainder of the series for the Winnipeg Jets. So those are the updated series prices. To quickly recap, Boston 50 to 1, up 3 games to 1, Florida Panthers 16 to 1, LA Kings and the Oilers are tied at 2. Oilers are minus 270, have home ice. Minnesota Wild and the Dallas Stars tied at 2. Stars minus 160, have home ice. Canes are 16 to 1, Islanders plus 950, Rangers minus 270, Devils plus 2 uh, plus 220. Colorado Avalanche minus 650, Seattle Kraken plus 475, the Buds, the Maple Leafs minus 360, the Lightning plus 280, and the Vegas Golden Knights minus 340, Jets plus 270. So the parlay that I just put in, it is, um, it was like plus 118. So it's like, it is plus money, plus 118. I wagered four hundred and fifty-seven dollars to win one thousand and sixty-five. If you'll notice, like what I'll do is like I, I do it in installments. Like you know, what I mean, if it's you know, I'm having fun with something, all right, I'll bet you know to win the even five hundred back, or like so this, all right, I got a thousand dollars back if this happens. I like to like put it in these blocks. I have a thousand if this happens. I have two thousand if that happens, right? So we get a thousand dollars back if. We took the Boston Bruins, Carolina Hurricanes, New York Rangers, Colorado Avalanche, and Toronto Maple Leafs. So the Bruins are up three games to one. They're going to beat the Florida Panthers. They're not losing this series. Carolina Hurricanes are up three games to one. They're not losing the series. Between the two of them, if one of them was going to blow it, it would be Carolina. But the Islanders won't go down easy, but they'll end up losing in overtime or one goal, or they, they, they're not going to win three games in a row. The Rangers, you know, listen, the Rangers are up two games to one. They're playing at MSG again tomorrow night. It's not like, you know, I'm not over, going to overreact because they lost a game. Yeah, good for the Devils. The Devils beat them. Uh, Rangers are still going to win this series in six. I think the Rangers will win tomorrow. The Devils will go home. The Devils will win, and it'll be 3-2. Um and the uh, then the Rangers will win. And uh, Rangers win in six. Ranger, Rangers in six. Seattle, play, listen, Seattle are good, and it's their first ever playoffs, and let's give them credit. Uh, but Colorado are the defending Stanley Cup champions. They have too many good players to lose this early. I think Colorado could be in trouble as the playoffs go on. Depth could be an issue for them. Depth is already an issue for the Colorado Avalanche. They, they, you know what I mean? They're a thin team. They're top-heavy. They're like an NBA team, right? They have a couple of stars, and then there's everybody else. But the Kraken aren't the team to knock them off. 
And Colorado sort of like they're starting to dial it up a notch a little bit here. Like I said, it's the defend they're the defending champs. They're 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 Colorado could lose in the next round or the following round, but I don't think they're gonna lose in this round of Seattle. And then we get to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So Leafs are up 2-1. They have home ice advantage. Tampa are getting older. You know, they can see they're not 100% health-wise. I just like what I've seen from the Leafs here last night fighting back. They didn't play well last night, the Leafs, but they found a way to win the game. I like the fact that Matthews got into a fight. Does he need to, you know what I mean? He doesn't need to knock people out. Right, but he's showing something there. Get into a fight. You got to show a little bit more. Dig down deeper, but I think they can. I think ultimately the Leafs will win this series. And also, look, we got it at plus 118. So in other words, all right, Boston is the whatever. Boston's 50 to 1. The Canes are 16 to 1. Like those two are up three games to one. So now it gets down to, all right, plus 118 for the Rangers to win the series, the Avalanche to win the series, and the Leafs to win the series. Honestly, out of all of these, I guess we could argue it's the Leafs. That's the one that would be like, yeah, you know, the Bruins are a lock. Every lock has a key, but (laughs) I don't like losing the term. Every lock has a key. Uh, The Bruins, the Canes, I think the Rangers are going to handle it. The Rangers are, they just lost one game. The Rangers are going to be just fine. The Rangers are going to, the Rangers are like going far here in the playoffs. Everybody panics after a game and stuff like, but the Rangers are fine. The Avalanche are going to beat the Kraken. And uh, so, really, it comes down to the Leafs. Will the Leafs not choke? And I can't just dismiss that theory, considering they haven't won a playoff series since 2004. And considering they were up three games to one a couple of years ago on a Montreal Canadiens team that wasn't that good and ended up blowing it. Like, the Leafs have found different ways to lose in the playoffs. But there's my parlay. Those of you that tune into the program know we win more than we lose. So if you want to jump on board, Boston Bruins to win the series, Canes to win the series, Rangers to win the series, Avalanche to win the series, Maple Leafs to win the series, plus 118. 457 pays 1,000. So in other words, if you want to bet uh, 45 bucks on it, you'll get 100 bucks. <laughs> The late night anger management class. This is Portrage. We'll get you up to date with the NBA series prices. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shout out to our boy, uh, Jesse. What's up, Jesse? We got to get Jesse on the show. Uh, sometime, long time uh, handicapper. 
Uh, shout out to our boy Justin Lashley uh, tuning in. We got Vegas Born, Jeffrey Smith in the house, Anthony Thomas, uh, Real Deal Prime. We got a full house here, Dallas H. What's going on? Uh, shout out to everybody listening in the Lone Star State. So we just gave our series, uh, we gave a series parlay uh, that we put together. I like to roll things over. You have a winning day, flip things over. Uh, that's my advice to people. If you win, either take the money out and actually, like, you know what I mean? Let's say, hypothetically, you put $500 in an account, right? And then at the end of the weekend, you're like, oh, look, I have $1,100. Either take the $600 profit that you made and start betting some futures and roll that over, sort of like a business. Think of it like a business or like a band or something, right? Like bands will, like, sell records, and they have a choice. All right, you can take all the money or... We can invest it and build a really cool stage and, you know I mean, get some fireworks and pyro and stuff and put the money into a tour of Japan, right? <laughs> some bands go, screw that, let's just take the money, right? <laughs> but it's like a business, right? You know, some people, right, oh, I got money, and then they spend it right away. Or some people get money, and they're like, all right, I'm going to invest it more, right? Sort of flip it over. So that's my advice, sort of. Or, like I said, so you get, get something out of it. I don't care, go blow the money, Right. Buy a pair of shoes, go to the strip club, get drunk, do whatever the hell you're going to do with the money, but at least get something out of it, right, and or flip it over. And, you know, I got into a better habit. I don't do it every night. I should. But remember, I uh, that was my deal. Like, any night that I made money, I was like, all right, I'm betting a future now. It doesn't mean, like, some stupid random future. Oh, there's value on the Arizona Cardinals. Look, it's 120 to 1. No. I mean, on something that makes sense that we can just flip it over and beat them with their money. Sportsbooks don't like that. They especially hate people that deposit a certain amount of money and always withdraw and keep the same amount of money in and keep beating them with the same money. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.